This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Afternoon and welcome. In about six months, the federal conservatives will pick a new leader from a crowded field of a dozen candidates, most of whom are not very well known. Dr. Kelly Leach is the candidate getting the most attention for her controversial plan to screen immigrants to this country for Canadian values. Opinion polls show that many Canadians support this, but she's also taken a lot of flack from people from all ends of the political spectrum, including many inside her own party. We want to know what you think. The numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And I want to know how such screening could even work in practical terms, whether having this as a main platform is appealing to the best or the worst in us, and, and whether Dr. Leach is trying to take pages from the Donald Trump playbook. Dr. Kelly Leach joins me now. Hi. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine, and thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for taking some time on your program for me. Okay, well, uh, I think it's fair to say that you are the lightning rod in the campaign for the conservative leadership. Uh, Is that what you intended, or is that a surprise? Oh, look, what I'm doing is uh, I've been out talking to Canadians, talking to conservatives about what they really care about and what I've been hearing across the country. And and we see that repetitively now in, in multiple Uh, opinion polls is that two-thirds of Canadians uh, are in line with the the policy uh, announcement I've put forward, which is about screening immigrants for Canadian values and making sure that individuals are receiving face-to-face interviews. You know, Libby, right now only about one in ten individuals immigrating into Canada receives a a face-to-face interview. Uh, what I'm advocating for is that each person immigrating here receives that interview. Um, and I don't think that that's, uh, that's such a stretch. Uh, well, sp- speaking of a stretch, I mean, I, I, you know, on the face of it, that sounds like a good idea, getting a face-to-face interview. I think one of the reasons they don't is that we don't have enough uh, trained immigration officers. Have you figured out how many more you'd have to hire, how much that would cost? Oh, look, I... I agree with you. It's it's not the fault of these officers, but rather a, a large bureaucratic policy stru- structure that's obsessed with numbers. You know, I think our hardworking immigration officers are those that truly want to be meet the nation builder portion of their mandate. And uh, what I'm advocating for is is making sure that we do have an opportunity to do those face to face interviews in line with actually the Senate Standing Committee report for National Security and Defense which uh, outlines, quote-unquote, concerns that only between 9 to 15 percent of immigrants are interviewed by a, a visa officer before they come into Canada, and that with respect to those seeking immigra- immigration to Canada, that there sh- should be 
recorded face-to-face interviews. So, look, I, I guess what I would say in response is, you know, what is the cost then if we don't do these face-to-face interviews? So are you saying you'd, you'd throw however much money is necessary at this? Well, look, I, I think that being prime minister of the country is about setting priorities, making choices about what's important. And for me, and for the vast majority of Canadians, as I say, uh, about two-thirds of Canadians in repetitive uh, public opinion polling agree that this is a top priority. And I do find it interesting, you know, I think a lot of Canadians are are hearing this this discussion and, and find that they're a little bit of getting a little sick and tired of being told what to think. They've been consistent. Canadians have been forthright uh, screening uh, individuals who are coming into this country for Canadian values, doing face-to-face entries is, is important to them. Okay, so... And to push so, back on that, uh, I have found interesting. The, I really think the elites are out of touch. Okay, uh, we've got the elite word in, so we're saying you would you would spend however much money uh, to... I did not say that, ma'am. You okay, that. well, well... <laughs> okay, so uh, can we expect uh, maybe some costing on that from you? Well, this is a long campaign, and there'll be a number of ideas and issues that we talk about. But as I said to you before, you know, really, what is the cost to Canadians if we don't do this? Okay. You know, the o- it's a priority for Canadians. Absolutely, it's a priority for Canadians, and that's why I'm talking about it. And when I'm Prime Minister, we will do this. Okay. Uh, now, uh, the other question I have is a practical matter. So yes. if, if you are face-to-face, if somebody uh, has bad intentions coming into this country, can't they just tell an immigration officer what they want to hear? Uh, yes, I'm tolerant. Yes, uh, I believe in all of these things. Well, look, I, uh, I think that you're really trivializing what I'm talking about here. You know, right now we screen individuals for health. We screen them for safety and security reasons. I actually don't think it's a stretch to be asking individuals if they believe in the equality of women. But most importantly, the face-to-face interviews are the most important. You know, right now our trained immigration officers are really pushed to meet quotas. They're pushed, you know, in a a book I recently read uh, by a, uh, a professor at University of, at Master University, talks about how officers have to deal with visitor visas and immigration, that they're, they're making up to 75 decisions a day. That's about three minutes per file that they're focused on uh, this individual. That's not the type of system we want. We want to, what I'm advocating for are face-to-face interviews so that the individual, whether that be by body language, by the conversation, by the things that they talk about, can be assessed by these trained immigration officers who, as I say, I think do an outstanding job and are focused very much on what is proclaimed as their mandate in the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act, which is nation-building. So I would much rather put in the hands of uh, our trained immigration officers those tools to be able to do their jobs well. Uh, One of your competitors said that basically what you're talking about is is screening for Islamic extremism. Uh, Was he correct in that? Not at all. You know, I recognize that every time someone wants to talk about this, which is, as I say, the majority of Canadians agree with that people want to pull out that racist card. Well, you know what? I'm not going to go there. You know, that's not what this is about. Two-thirds of Canadians are not racist for wanting screening of Canadian values. No, no, no. I th- well, you're you're Canadians, misunderstanding two-thirds my... Qu- Canadians, two-thirds of Canadians 
agree with this direction. Yeah, I think and, you misunderstood uh, my question, uh, Ms. Leach. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody would disagree with screening for extremism, Muslim extremism. Um, no, uh, you know, there is nothing... There is nothing to do with being anti-Muslim or anti-anyone with what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is about who we are as Canadians. You know, I've been talking about a, a unified Canadian identity, one that's grounded in values that I think we all share as Canadians that have helped build this country, made it the strong country it is, made it the beacon of hope for the world, which are hard work, generosity, freedom, tolerance, equality of opportunity. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I've been talking about now for months. And anyone that wants to change that, to skewer it, to to say that I'm intimating something else is simply false. And uh, that can be their choice. But what I'm talking about is actually being absolutely pro-Canadian. And what about, um, say, somebody who is Catholic and doesn't agree with same-sex marriage. Is that somebody that would be kept out of the country? <laughs> Not at all. You know, what I have been talking about, and I've said this to, to several individuals, is one of the great things about this country is, as I say, those, those values of freedom and tolerance. And in this country, we can have differences of opinion. We can have different priorities. Um, one of my priorities being screening, obviously the other candidates in, in my race don't have that priority. We can have differences in priorities and disagree, but we resolve our issues peacefully. We make choices about allowing other individuals to live freely. We don't impose our views on others. So uh, I think that, uh, that your question is, is uh, not meeting that standard. It, uh, you know, what I'm focused on is making sure that Canadians have an opportunity and the people coming into this country embody and share the, that, uh, that value set that I think we all are exceptionally proud of. Uh, you've congratulated Donald Trump, taken flack for that, too, and you've said that the two of you have a lot in common and you think uh, you'd work well with him or better than the other candidates. Well, correct. I uh, Throughout the election campaign uh, in the United States, I, I didn't endorse a candidate. Um, I haven't done that. Um, I did congratulate any president-elect. I think it's exceptionally important that the prime minister of this country... Uh, which I intend to be in 2019, is an individual that can work with the President of the United States. You know, our, our largest trading partner is the U.S. Our economies are intertwined. And the prosperity and opportunity for Canadians is directly related to that relationship. Um, it's one that I think uh, will be a strong one when I'm in a, a leadership role. And, you know, we find our current Prime Minister in a circumstance where he's uh, reeling back a little bit on his heels because of some of the things he and and his colleagues had been saying uh, throughout the election campaign with respect to the new president-elect. Are you worried about Donald Trump's stance on trade? I want to make sure that we maintain a strong trading relationship with the United States. And I think Donald Trump needs to have someone he respects across the table as a leader in Canada having that dialogue. And I won't back down. Uh, you know, part of being a, uh, a strong leader in this country is defending what uh, is in Canada's best interest, defending what's in the interest of the average Canadian. And so uh, Mr. Trump has, has made some bold statements. Um, we'll see what occurs. But I can tell you I will be at the front of the line defending Canadians and making sure Canadian, Canadians' interests are front and center so that the average Canadian on the street benefits from the relationship we have with the United States of America. 
Do you think, I heard you use the word elite um, before, do you think that there's uh, the same anti-elite feeling here in Canada as there was in the United States? I mean, after all, um, when Trudeau was elected a year ago, that was how people expressed their desire for change. I, I do believe that there are uh, media elites, liberal elites in this country that are that are out of touch with what's going on on the ground with the average Canadian. And uh, we see that, as I say, in uh, the screening policy that I've put forward. Uh, we're, I'm talking about that majority of Canadians are, are with me on it, and there's this continual angst expressed by, uh, uh, by the media elites. I do think that there is a, a disconnect here in Canada, and I'm quite happy to champion the person standing on Main Street in Collingwood, Ontario, the person standing in Fort McMurray, Alberta, on Main Street, because I'm out listening to them, and I do think there is a disconnect. Okay, final question. Uh, are you worried that your campaign is attracted, attracting people who are racists or bigoted? You know what? Every time there's a concern by media elites and, and liberal elites, that's where they go. You know, I can tell you, and I, I mentioned this before, I'm not going to play that game. Two-thirds of Canadians are not racist for wanting to, to screen Canadian values. You know, I don't, I don't understand what people are talking about here. It's just simply not true that there would be individuals like that who I would condone their behavior or any of the people who support me. The fact of the matter is, is that the majority of Canadians, the average Canadian on the street agrees with what I'm doing. And, and just evidence alone, your question of how media elites are out of touch with what people on the street are talking about. And I'm, I'm sort of a little sick and tired of it. I mean, you know, and I think Canadians are a little sick and tired of being told what they're supposed to think. The average Canadian out there has some ideas. I'm out there listening to them. I'm delighted that they're willing to engage in my campaign. And I'm looking forward to uh, engaging them so that we can have a stronger country at the end of uh, of this exercise of both my leadership campaign and then also our bid for the 2019 election. Okay. Kelly Lee. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. So uh, we were just talking to Kelly Leach, who is running on a platform of screening immigrants for Canadian values. Um, I don't think she's a regular listener here because uh, she ca- called us part of the liberal media elite, and we are certainly not that. We are Zoomer Radio. Uh, we're going to take a few of your calls and we're going to get uh, to MPP Arthur Potts. So first, let's go to Cheryl in London. Hello, Cheryl. Hey. How are oh, you? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just driving, so I'm going to stop. But I've been on hold for 15 minutes, which I'm happy to do, but I have a few comments to make. Go ahead. Okay. So screening for Canadian values. I totally agree with. The one thing that's always bothered me is when um, people come to Canada and they want to join the RCMP and they want to be in the musical ride, but they don't want to take off their turban or their 
to, in order to be uniform, and I think the RCMP musical ride is a Canadian value in a long time history in Canada. Well, and you and can I, wear turbans in it. That's not un-Canadian. But you can't wear the serge hat that to make everything uniform. I mean, everything else is to the T. Their boots are shined and everything is, is exact. We, we, we solved that problem a long time ago. I don't think the turbans bother most people. It's a religious thing. Uh, I don't know. Um, the other thing is, um, there's a couple things. I, I know that there have been um, people who have worn their um, religious knife, or whatever you want to call it, um, because they, they wear it to work. Um, because it's religious. It's not, it's not a weapon. But yes, they have stabbed people. I know that for a fact. Uh, I'm, I'm not I know so sure. Sh- I know it for a fact because my husband worked with them. He was there when it happened. So I know it for a fact. The other thing is there's, there's a couple. Um, when the Syrian refugees came in, they were not screened for health, they were just brought in and screened after that. Now, Ontario, the Ministry of Health no longer provides TB, TB testing for the regular person who's working in a nursing home or going to school or going into nursing. They have to pay for that now. But these people were brought in untested. And now there's a there's an outbreak of T B in London. Really? We'll have to check we'll have to check that out. And I agree with you that there should be uh, more screening of uh, the refugees. I'm I'm not sure our government's doing a very good job on no, that. That's that's okay. right. And the other thing was, and this is, sorry, but this, a lot of this has to do with the Syrians because it's most in the front, you know, right now, but they, they were put up, they were put up wherever they could be housed, and in London, um, it was 65%, possibly more, of the London Delta Armory, which is a five-star hotel, there was 65% of Syrians in that hotel last Christmas. Uh, yeah, the government often puts people up in hotels. Cheryl, I'm going to have to let you go. We have oh people goodness, waiting. That's $300 a night uh, uh, for a room. And you're complaining about what it's going to cost to, to screen them coming into the country? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I want to know what the cost is. I wasn't complaining about it. I'm just saying that the conservative government... Kelly Leach's conservatives, they cut back on all kinds of civil servants. And it, to, to do what she wants to do will cost a lot of money. And if she wants to be straightforward about it, she should cost it out and let us know what it's going to take because she comes from a party that wants to cut government. Cheryl, uh, we've got to move along. Thanks very much, Cheryl. We're going to uh, Sunny in Richmond Hill. Hello, Sunny. Hi there, Miss Elitas. <laughs> okay, Sonny, we we are we have to um, we're we're a little behind, so let's get to your comment. I, I'm quickly. amazed you can call you elitist, Libby. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, this is all code words, you know, for people like the previous caller. This. Let's not call our callers any names, Sonny. Just no, we're please not get calling them any names. We're just stating the facts. If we don't want to deal with facts and the truth. We'll never make headway in anything because we want to appease people. And that is not what we're supposed to do. Because if you listen to what this woman said, the refugees in particular, what the previous caller said, I don't even think she knows how many refugees is in London. Because if you divide 25,000 people into this country, you must probably get three or four 
refugees in, in, in a city. So we can talk numbers if we want to, but what I'm trying to tell you, Kelly Leach is talking about Canadian values. I ask you, did she mention a single Canadian value to you, to, to you on the radio? Uh, I, we, I didn't get to asking her exactly what she means. I, I, I think we know what she means. She's talking about tolerance. Oh. She is talking about some good things like tolerance, equality of women, um, tolerance of gays. Uh, but uh, How do you screen for that, Libby? How do you screen? Because that, you know we get 250,000 people every year as immigrants coming into this country. And if you are saying that we're going to screen 250,000 people, do you know how long that is going to take to come out of immigration? Well, that's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's going to be a huge, huge expense. Um, is, that son- means it, it is impossible to do because we can't screen 250,000 and ask them, do you believe that women should have rights? Do you believe this right should be yours? Do you believe it's impossible? Because these people are peddling racism. That is what it is. And she made it quite clear. Kelly Leach, when she was in government, when the refugees were supposed to come here, she mentioned in particular the Muslims, the Muslims. That is what she mentioned. So we, must, we mustn't tolerate this. Because I would say that is un-Canadian. Okay. Uh, Sonny, uh that is all the time that uh, we have uh, for this segment. Uh, thanks very much for your call. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.